welcome to Girl Read Your Bible, Sunday School for Adults Who Missed It. I'm your host, Nicole Waltz, and each week on this podcast, we are diving into a different person's story that's featured in the Bible. Every week, we're going to talk about their a different story and how that story can impact your life. You can have a better understanding of God's promises for you and to help you grow spiritually and become everything that you were created to be. This very first episode, we are going to talk about my why, what you can expect from this podcast, and we're going to do a dive into the Bible itself. I'm going to answer some of the questions that you guys have sent in, and we're going to just talk about the Bible, the different versions and translations, and just try to get a general, basic, overall understanding of the actual Bible. I just want to get started with telling you my why behind why I started this podcast, First, I want to say thank you to the friends in my life who have pushed me to do this, mostly because we've spent a great deal of time talking about different Bible stories and um, just having good discussions, and I appreciate their encouragement to come and ask me questions, and it's, it's definitely something that I could talk about endlessly. I have spent my lifetime in church, and I have a deep love for the Word. Each week, we are going to spend about 30 to 45 minutes diving into really focusing on one person's story. And I say one person's story because it is really important to me, and I will emphasize a lot, that this is a real person's story. I, I kind, Sometimes when I hear people say, oh, which Bible character is your favorite or, you know, we're going to talk about a character from the Bible and it's like a big pet peeve of mine because these are not characters. Characters implies on some level cartoons or fiction or make-believe or mythological or whatever. These are real people who really lived and we're getting a glimpse into their life. We're not getting their whole life story. We're not getting a ton of background information. We're getting one part of a real person's story because it's going to help us in our life story. And that is incredibly powerful and super important to me to stress and emphasize. It is my goal to keep it light, to keep it fun, and to really just Find like the pieces of this person's story that's going to help us in our faith walk, help us have a better understanding for God's promises, and help us to grow spiritually and just have a deeper revelation for who we are meant to be and our purpose and promises for this earth. And so it's, it's very exciting as we go into each and every one of these stories that we'll be uncovering together and the meanings behind them, all that good stuff. It's going to be really fun. But today, I think the most important thing to start with for our very first episode is the Bible itself. So today, let's start with some Bible basics. The Bible, what we refer to when we're talking about the Bible, you might also hear referred to as the Holy Canon. And that is comprised of 66 books that are deemed historically validated as reliable texts. And there's a whole process with how they came up with that, those 66 books. And I know you've probably perhaps been down the, you know, rabbit trail of what do we believe because the Bible has been translated and how is it reliable and uh, should we trust it and all of that. Um, 
very distracting rhetoric. I myself went down that journey. And if you're there, I highly recommend that you either read the book or watch the movie, The Case for Christ. It is very helpful in kind of sorting out those details and giving you information to have a better understanding of how we have determined the Bible as very reliable information and that there's actually a historical process um, for validating texts and translations. And so that was really helpful for me to just put away any doubts that I had. So if you are struggling with any kind of doubts, I do really recommend that. It helps to give us um, just an understanding of how uh, history is preserved in and of itself and also how we have validated um, the Bible over time. Now, there are other texts that exist out there, other documents from that, that, are, that are old and, and, you know, from Bible times or whatnot that have recorded information. The 66 books that make it into our holy canon is just something that was agreed upon that this was very uh, valid. So there are other information out there, but the reason that it didn't make it in was because it didn't pass all the tests that it needed or they didn't find it in the right times or what have you. We've found things since in archaeological discoveries. So there's a process that makes the Bible truly reliable. And I think that's important to know for every every believer so that, you know, you, that gets away from those doubts. And so it's a base knowledge that, again, we don't necessarily always have that is really valuable because otherwise, you know, doubt comes in. People ask questions. We don't know how to answer. Why do you believe what you believe? You should know what, why you believe what you believe. It's really important to back up for yourself, for your own purpose and for your own, you know, joy and confidence in life that you understand where your base knowledge comes from. So again, I really recommend um, The Case for Christ, which is both a book and a movie. And and that can just help you, you know, with, with your base understanding if you're having any kind of struggle there. But coming away from that, we're talking about the 66 books that are historically validated as reliable texts and have been translated into what we call our holy canon, okay? We say the Bible, but it's comprised of that. So those 66 books are broken down into the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is 39 books, and you know these, you might be familiar with some of these names like Genesis, Exodus, uh, Ruth, Esther. These are names of books. Those are, each book is named. And then um, the 27 books of the New Testament, which you might be familiar with books like John or Revelation or Matthew. These are the books in the New Testament, also broken down into names. Old Testament is from the beginning, literally starts with in the beginning God, and it runs all the way um, to before the birth of Christ, okay? There's actually like a 400-year gap uh, where we don't have any recordings. And then it begins with the story of Jesus, begins with um, the time of Christ. And then everything that was recorded after that that made it into the Bible is the New Testament. Just so you have an understanding, Old Testament, Old Covenant, beginning of the story of us, beginning of the story of humanity. It's really important to have an understanding of that. That It's not everything that's ever happened that we ever need to know. It's everything that's important 
that points to Jesus that's important for us to know as Christians is what's made it into the Old Testament. And then in the New Testament is the birth of Christ and the ministry of Christ and the foundation and beginnings of the church uh, of Christianity itself. And that's, that's, I hope, a, a good generalization. If you have more questions, let me know because I can go deeper into this, but I really just want to keep it general and light so that um, it helps everybody with, it helps us all with our same pages and our base knowledge and all of that. So the other question that I got um, was, what's with all the translations? And so you may be familiar, you've heard of different translations like uh, the King James translation is very popular. Um, the NIV, which is the New International Version, uh, the NLT, which is the New Living Translation, the Message Bible, the Amplified Bible. There, I, I should, I, I can't even do the research on. There's so many translations. Okay, so I want to break that down and try to um, just give you a basic understanding of why there are so many translations. So, originally, the Bible is written in in the those who recorded it at the time, the dominant language, you know, of the people writing it at the time. So we had Hebrew, we had Greek, and some Aramaic, okay? Those were the original languages of the original scrolls and recordings of the text. And those were translated into other languages, and actually other languages prior to um, English even. But in the 1600s, King James of England uh, ordered a Bible to be translated in English. And that was the original, like, first ordered English Bible, which is where we get the King James translation in the 1600s. And that is why a lot of people really uh, prefer the King James translation because it was original. And so they put a lot of stock in that translation, and that's fine. Um, I I struggle a little with the King James translation. For those of you who, you know, maybe got into Shakespeare in high school, maybe had to read it, if you loved it, the King James translation is probably for you. If you struggled with it, you may also struggle with the King James translation. It's written in Old English because that was the prominent language of the time. That's that's how they talked. That was the proper way to speak. A lot of the these and thous and all that kind of language. We don't talk like that anymore, so sometimes that's a little um, harder to understand. We've There's a little bit of a language barrier, even though it's still English. And so some years later, they translated the King James Version into the New King James Version, which just tri- uh, simplified the language quite a bit took out a lot of the these and thous and, and replaced it um, to be more accurate to the current language, but still more of a struggle. So there's all these different translations because somebody went back to the scrolls or went back to the King James Version and, you know, tried to make it simpler and simpler to read because language is always evolving, right? So that's that's really why. It's because language is always evolving. And sometimes, and it's important to know, and we'll dig deep a little bit into some of these stories because it's fun for me and I think super relevant. And I really want to give you just this general understanding too. Because like I said, the Bible was originally written in Hebrew, Greek, or Aramaic. 
there's not always like a hundred percent translation to translation. And you know this if you have, you know, studied any other language at all. If you took any other language in school or been around other people, or maybe you're trying to learn another language for traveling or things like that, you know, like not all the words translate equivocally. So I'll even give you an example. The word love in English, we say love. I love you. I love my husband. I love mashed potatoes. I love these shoes. Those are all very different forms of love, okay? But we just say love. We have one word that we use all the time. We, sh- we actually have lots of words. We should be using them better. I should say, I adore these shoes. I enjoy these shoes. I feel great about these shoes. But we don't. We just say, I love these shoes. I say, oh, mashed potatoes are delicious. They, I, they, they're magical. Well, that wouldn't work either. But, you know, we're not always using the language correctly. And so that, that kind of ha- tends to happen sometimes in translation as well. So, for example, in Greek, we actually have five words. There's five different words in the Greek language that when they translated the Bible, all five of those words translate to love. And so you have to dig a little deeper to discover why, um, what, what those actual, what the actual meaning is. And so that was, that's when the Bible gets super fun, when you're digging a little deeper and, and unpacking the scriptures to find out that it means even more than you thought it meant at first read or first glance. So that's really, really exciting. We'll get into some of that stuff. Um, the way that you, uh, one way, one that you can uh, research that, and, and that is called a concordance. Um, uh, There's a lot of different concordances out there. I prefer the Strong's Concordance. And, of course, friends, there is an app for that. So you can buy a concordance uh, at the bookstore on Amazon, or you can download an app. And so you literally just go to the scripture that you're looking at, and it'll have things underlined. And then you click the underline if you're in the app, and it will tell you the original word in Greek, and what is all the words that that mean, you know, just kind of like looking at up in a dictionary, a concordance going to give you that information as well. So that's super powerful resource for when you really want to study something out to also look to a concordance to kind of break down the original translations and you can gain even more wisdom from the scripture that you're referring to. So that's a super powerful resource. And we'll revisit that. I'm just giving you like, um, you know, basic information so that we're touching on things, we can always come back to it. Uh, Going back to the translations, I want to let you know that my favorite translation and the one that I'll use the most often is the NLT, which is the New Living Translation. Um, It was was translated, uh, completed translation in 1996. So that's very uh, recent. Uh, Again, they went back to the original Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, and translated from that. So it wasn't a translation of a translation of a translation. It was from the original scrolls and information and translated into today's language. So super uh, reliable in my, to it, I have found. And I really enjoy, uh, find it easy to read. So that's my preference and that's why. 
but there's not like bad ones. You know, <laughs> like in my opinion, there's not a bad one. It's just personal preference. And always know that if you're really trying to get something deeper out of it, you maybe want to do your research and find, you know, if, if something's coming up when you're like, that doesn't quite make sense or that seems con- conflicting or di- whatever, there's there's a path to do the research to find out, oh, well, that's because you're reading the, tra- you, you've got the translations kind of confused or different different meanings like that. It's, it's helpful. Um, so I really love the New Living Translation. I'll use it the most. Um, I also want to tell you about the Message Translation. Um, I enjoy that. Uh, it comes out more story style. Uh, the, it's more paraphrased into paragraphs than it is broken down by verse and and uh, sentence. So it's it's really a very nice read. It's really I really recommend it for. Uh, brand new Christians who are just wanting to kind of read through it. If you're doing the read through the Bible in a year, I would recommend the message. I think it's really cool and valuable to read multiple translations. I think it's good to compare uh, those translations. I think that that there's benefits to that. So that's just, I hope that helped to answer that question. You know, why do we have so many different translations? Uh, where'd they all come from? You know, why are they a little bit different? They were translated at different times. And again, going back to the original language, you could have multiple meanings for one word. You know, we said love could have came up five different times, five different types of words in the Greek, and you could have translated that to love each and every time. Or you could translate it sometimes to say adore or, you know, something like that. So it it just kind of depends um, that way. And so that's part of the reason that we have so many different types of translations and different disagreements with, um, you know, breaking one language down to another. It's not always an exact science, but it gets the point across. So it's these little things that we argue about that are just silly and a waste of time. Really, don't get distracted by arguing about such things. Just understand that the value is in reading it and spending your time with God and praying about these things. And that's that's going to be the best resource that you have for making sure that what you need to know, you know. Okay? I hope that was helpful. So I want to break down. Here's my other, here's the other question that I get. Um, there's so many different versions of the Bible. So we have all these different translations. But then I, you know, I'm like, why is there so many different Bibles out there? So let's say I know I want... Um, a New Living Translation, and I walk into a bookstore, because yes, they still exist in in some places. Um, Back in the day, man, oh, we used to have Christian bookstore. You could go in as this whole beautiful store. I know there's still some around, so if you live near one, take full advantage, because they're they're not as uh, plentiful as they once were, and I sure do miss it. But you could walk in, and there'd literally be aisles of just Bibles, like a few aisles, and they're all the same book. They're all saying the same thing. So why are there so many different choices? Well, A was the translations, which we've talked about. And B is the different versions. Um, so that's not taking away from the context. It's all still saying the same the same things. It's just there. it's more about the extra things that were added to help you in studying the Bible. So I've got some different versions here. So we'll um, go over that. I have, um, oh, I'm going to go over this one last because this one's my favorite. Um, So, for example, I have a New Living Translation. It's called the Living Faith Bible. And what this has, and it tells you on the back, so if you're shopping in a store, in a bookstore, or if you're shopping online, 
you can see the what it does for you. So this one is specific towards faith. So it's really helping um, help. It's got little extra tidbits of faith. And so it'll give you a breakdown of um, in addition to the book that you're reading, you know, so let's say we're reading the book of Joshua. And so it's going to tell you, it's going to add things like it's going to break down and tell you things about Joshua. It's going to break down and give you a little bit more of how to have how Joshua was faithful. It's got little additives, more like affirmations on the side, lots of different affirmations of faith that kind of reflect from the scripture you just read or how you would paraphrase that scripture into some type of affirmation of faith. And so that's a really helpful like faith strengthening Bible. But there's lots of different types. Like this one was faith, but then there was ones that's like promises of God and it really focuses on promises. And then there's just, there's so many. So it's really helpful to whatever you, the reader, are looking for right now. And, and often why a lot of people have many different Bibles. I also have with me today, um, this, uh, this is called a parallel translation Bible. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If you're list, just listening by podcast, uh, it's a it's a Bible that has two uh, columns. Every page has two columns, and the one column is the King James Version, and the other column is the New Living Translation. So you can see both versions next to each other on the same page in the same. Um, uh, in the same section, in the same area. So uh, this is helpful in a couple ways. One, uh, the past, uh, my pastor uh, preached out of the King James Version, but I prefer New Living, so I could follow along and then spot the difference, you know, during the sermon. Like, as he's reading out of the scripture, I can, I can read my version right next to it. I can see the difference immediately. It also helps with um, studying a little deeper to try to see where there are some differences and, and looking into that and kind of, or if, if somebody's trying to make the switch, maybe you grew up with the King James version and you don't love it, but you don't want to completely go away from it because it's what you know and you feel comfortable with. So you'd like to see both versions. Then a parallel translation is beautiful and wonderful for you. It's a, it's a huge resource and tool. So I love that one as well. I also want to mention, cause it's in this Bible um, and it's not in every Bible. So you kind of want to look for it. I love and think it should be a priority. It's in, my, in my opinion, you do you. Do you. But I, I recommend that if you're buying a new Bible and you're looking for something special, you always look for a red letter edition. You'll see on the side of the book in the, yeah, on the side here, it'll say um, red letter edition right on it usually. Um, make sure, or on the back somewhere. So make sure that you look for a red letter edition that is when literally everything that is, I don't think you can see it if you're watching on YouTube. I yes. That is when the words that are spoken by Jesus, more important than just quotation marks, they actually show up in red. And so you'll probably hear me say that quite a bit and I'll say something like, that's the red stuff, you know? Or if people ask me like, where do they start or what's the most important parts and like stick to the red stuff. The red stuff is, the, it's all valuable, right? We know that the Bible is God's word, but the red stuff is Jesus's quotes. So if you're really just focusing on one thing or, or you just, it's the red stuff, it's Jesus speaking. So I just think that's 
really important and it's super helpful that it shows up in a completely different color and you're sure not to miss it and you really don't miss anything that Jesus said, obviously. I think that that is the most important parts of the Bible, all important, all super relevant, but Jesus speaking, I mean, come on. So so I highly recommend you looking for a red letter edition. I have two more that I'm going to talk to you about. I have provided links to this on my website. If it helps you, do your own research. I'm just trying to give you all the information possible to help you find the Bible that's best for you. Of course, I know you already have the app because the app is super valuable, always in your hand. Um, and of course, you want to have the app. But I still think it's really valuable and important that everybody owns their own Bible that they enjoy, not just a Bible that's whatever translation and the writing's too small or whatever, not one somebody just gave you one day, which is fine if that's one that you do enjoy. Just make sure you have a Bible on hand that's tangible that you enjoy because you never know what the future holds and because there's a lot that you can gain out of, you know, writing in this, highlighting in this, just having this for yourself, super valuable. I have a lot of them because like I said, the word is life. So uh, this one I recommend, it's called A Young Woman After God's Own Heart Bible. And even though, you know, young is relative. So I'm going to go with the young. And I appreciate this one because it's specifically geared toward women. So there's a lot of extra things um, in here to help you study as a resource. It's not extra like they're adding to the scriptures. It's adding re study material resources so or breaking it down. So this one does have a daily devotional to help you with your, you know, yearly reading. If you're reading in a year, it tells you, uh, gives you like a roadmap for that. And then it also gives you like extra, uh, just study and devotion material to help you focus your reading and, and rethink about what you're taking out of it. Um, it gives you my life applications. Like this one's like talks about peer pressure specifically and like how this story, this, and this is a Samson story. So this is found in Judges. Um, this is giving you some key scriptures and key things to take away, which is partly what we'll be doing in uh, Girl Read Your Bible. There's just lots of little cute, uh, cute. There's lots of sweet extras information. There's lots of things like uh, I'm in Exodus here, and it is talking about like the timeline that can help you uh, just put some pieces together when you start to know different stories in the Bible. Um, so, and, and it's purple. It's purple and I love purple. So that's a big, that was a big selling point for me, for me from the door. So I highly recommend this one. I am going to link this one on, um, on my website. If that helps you, you can click that link and, uh, and find that Bible. But please, please just look for one that you feel that is going to give you the information you're looking for, that you're going to be excited about reading because that's super important. And I'm going to talk to you about the last one, which is my favorite. This is the one I use the most. It is the Life Application Study Bible, red letter edition, of course. And what I love about this one is that at the bottom, there's a ton of footnotes. And the footnotes give you um, extra breakdowns for study material, extra uh things to know, connecting one verse to another, connecting timelines. Uh, 
pretty sure this one's got maps in it. I love maps. Yes, this one's got my some of my maps in it, which is super helpful when we're talking about, you know, we know certain things that stand in Israel today. We know certain things in the Middle East today. But understanding when they talk about Babylon in the Bible, like where is Babylon? Like what? So like seeing the overlay maps is just helps bring the Bible to life for me. So I really enjoy um, that. And so the study, the Life Application Study Bible gives you material like that, gives you uh, extra breakdowns to follow um, maybe a specific person or give you some attributes for that person or where their story or how their story is relevant. And honestly, a lot of the material that we are going to go over in uh, this podcast for each each person's story, I'm going to get information from this study guide Bible that's going to help make this podcast super fun and illuminating. So those are those are breakdowns of some different Bibles. That's not even scratching the surface on how many there are. I just wanted to give you a really good picture of like, why are there so many? Why? Because it's the most important thing. Because people are different. They have different needs, different where you're at in your faith walk, where you're at spiritually, what you're working for right now. And so there is different versions. It's just going to be helpful to you in this moment. And it's going to speak to you the most right now. Like, for example, if one is uh, like the one that was focused on faith, well, maybe that's what you're struggling with right now. So this one that's helping with faith affirmations is going to be more moving to you. So it's really just where are you at right now? What's going to help you? If you don't know the answer to that, I would go with one of the last two that I recommended. The Life Application Study Bible is obviously going to give you a lot of extras and the young woman after God's own heart uh, is specifically geared toward women. It really just has some extra study and resource material that's just helpful in reading the Bible and understanding each person's story, which is the point of everything that we're doing because there's so much value in it. I also just wanted to break down, um, for those of you who don't know, I don't want to make assumptions. I'm trying hard uh, to answer your questions that you've sent in, and I will continue to do so. So please send them in. I love answering that. I love knowing what you guys need. Um, I love fulfilling that need. So uh, one of it, one of the questions. Let me see if I can answer this correctly. Is just about uh, reading the Bible and understanding all the numbers and the breakdown of of the Bible. So let's we'll use a scripture that you're familiar with everybody's probably familiar with John 3:16 and so that is the the name of the book obviously John the chapter so we've got a book we have a holy canon here right we talked about that the holy canon is 66 books so we have the name of the book and then each book has chapters in it which so in this case with John 3:16 it would be the book of John and then chapter three, and then verse, so we have those colons, and then, which is the two dots, and then we'll have another number, and that is like colon 16. And so the 16 is the verse. Now I want you to know that the original writers of the text didn't have chapters and verses. This was added afterwards, this was added in the translations, so that we could uh, study it better, so that we can all follow along better, so that we know good startings and stopping points. It's, it's just to help with breaking down this very large book. Because there are so many different translations and um, different printings, we, there, it can't be done by page number, okay? So like other, 
other books, maybe you're reading something, say like when you were in college or high school or whatever, and you're reading a book for class and they're like, on page 94, we start with this, blah, blah. Well, we can't do that with this because there's too many different ones, even from the beginning when when the monks were translating by hand. It was different what would fit on each page in each person's style. So we never go by page numbers, okay? That's part of the reason for uh, the chapter. Well, the book's name is, is often the writer, but not always. We'll talk about that when we're in those stories. Um, but it is broken down by name of the book, chapter, verse. And it just helps us find it. That way everybody can find John 3.16 because you can just look in the book. Oh, John. Okay. That's not John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Oh, now I'm in John. Now I need to find chapter 3. So you're just, you can flip through it. Oh, we're in chapter 3. Where's verse 16? Now everybody can be in the same place. So it's just helpful for that. And it's helpful for referencing the verse. I like to call it the address. So like a lot of people will know a verse or say a line. Like for example, they'll say, um, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you hope and a future. You know, we've heard these this scripture a lot. I'm surprised at the people who don't know the address. So I say address, the location, right? So what is the address? Um, that is where you can find it. So in that case, it is Jeremiah 29, 11. And that way you know where it is. I think knowing where it is in the word is just as important as knowing the actual verse. I also think it's valuable and amazing to know verses of the Bible and have it be, you know, like a mantra in your life, but it's more valuable to know the story behind the verse. The verse is just a sentence. You could have taken it out of context. You could have lost its meaning or gotten less value than God actually intended for you to have if you knew the whole story and the whole picture. So just one verse is an awesome mantra to know and to claim a promise but it's more valuable to know the story around that verse and why that verse has so much power um, to you and, and to your life and why that matters so much for you. I hope that that has answered a lot of the questions that you may have had about the Bible and getting started with the Bible so that, girl, you can read your Bible. It is uh, really important to have a really good resource for you that you actually love and enjoy and go ahead and write in and highlight in and make notes. God wants you to make the most out of your reading time. I am so looking forward to diving into a real story from a real person with you next week here on Girl Read Your Bible. In the meantime, please do all the things. Follow, subscribe, like, share. We want to reach as many girls as possible and empower them. So I am asking you to share this podcast with three people, just three. This week, reach out to three people and say, hey, I think you might enjoy this. Let's do this together. Let's listen to this together. And that is how we are going to spread the message and be able to encourage one another in God's word, which is the most important thing for us to know. Make sure that you check out our website for more resources at 522gals.com. Follow us on all the social medias, 
522GALS so that you can stay up to date on everything that we have going on and all the tools that we have to help you grow in personal development and your spiritual walk. I am so looking forward to seeing everything that God is going to do in your life. I love hearing from you, so please send me a message. And until next week, know that you are loved and that you have a purpose in this world that no one else can do but you. I can't wait for next week. (music) 